<laughs> Hold on, they're just calling. Let me put chat hold for a minute. Are you joking? Here we go again. Again. <laughs> Hey, Kim and Katie. Hey, Nay. Hey, Nay. Well, how are you guys doing? <laughs> are you distracted, Nay? <laughs> we haven't chatted, so I have to ask you just normal stuff. I know. Yeah. Go ahead. We're doing pretty good over here in the yeah. States. Yes, we are. <laughs> the good old US of A is treating yeah. us well. You know, our Thanksgiving is this weekend. Thanksgiving is Monday here. Oh, right. how fun. You know, gonna... on, on my calendar, it says Canadian Thanksgiving. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, ours often show American Thanksgiving, too. Oh, yeah. That's nice that we share events on each other's calendars. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that brings us together, doesn't it? <laughs> yep, makes us closer. <laughs> yep. What do you have for us, Nay? I actually have uh, the 10 richest states in the United States. Oh, okay. Wow. So do you guys want to guess the richest state in the United States? This is per New capita York. income. New York. Okay. Yeah, that's my yeah. guess. New York. It is New York. Yeah. Okay, good job. Number one. Number two. Okay. Uh, Florida. California. Uh, no. California is number four. Florida is not in the top ten. Too many oh. rednecks, I guess. Yeah, totally. <laughs> well, I'm just thinking that's where all the um, rich retire, yeah. you know, rich people retire. Mm -hmm. yeah, okay. Yeah, oh, yeah. how about um, Arizona? No, that did not make the top ten. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be like... Connecticut or Cowboys. How about yeah. like Connecticut or like Delaware up in the. Yeah. Connecticut is six. Delaware is seven. Okay. It is a New England state. Uh, New about, Hampshire. Oh. Wait, let's see. Maine. Yeah, New Hampshire. Maine. Oh, yeah. Not Maine or New Hampshire. They are not on the top 10. How about Washington, D.C.? That's not uh, a state. Well, I just thought he'd. Put it in there for yeah, with true. the United States. Yeah. <laughs> nope, but Washington State is number three. Oh, okay. Oh, oh so you got New me. York, New York, something, Washington State, California, Connecticut <gasps> is six, and Del uh was it Delaware you said number seven? Yeah. So you're missing number number two and number five. Hawaii. Hmm. No. Oh, oh, that. Too many, too many homeless people. Oh, I should. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> too, no. soon, too soon. Let's see. Oh, how about Nevada? Nevada is not there. Okay, I was thinking of Las Vegas. I don't know. How about um, uh, Georgia? <laughs> oh, I wish Georgia. Bury uh, <laughs> me in Georgia. I just wanted uh, to hear you sing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Number two, you guys were on the right track. I thought you were going to get it, but then you moved away. A new, a new England state that's, uh, you know, uppity and uh, yeah. Well, oh, see. Martha's lots no. of rich people, lots of doctors, lots of. We don't know the New England states very well, don't you? We know? only know okay. Vermont, Maine, um, New Rhode Island, New Hampshire, Delaware, Delaware. Is there more? You forgot. Than you forgot first in liberty. Is that their motto? I can't remember now. First no, that's someone liberty. else's. Oh. <laughs> I'm Tell not us. sure if that's their motto for sure. Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Oh, oh okay. nay. Why didn't you just say witches? Oh yeah, yes. The home. I would have safe. said. I would have said Massachusetts. Yeah. And then what's the other one? So you have New York, Massachusetts, Washington State, California. Number five is North Dakota. What? Oh, that's yeah, because of there. all the fracking, the fracking <laughs> and oil, oil and gas. Oh yeah, yeah, that makes You're sense. Cold. You guys said Connecticut and Delaware, and then number eight was a surprise. Texas, Alaska. Oh. What? And it was surprising to me that Texas wasn't on there either. Yeah, that is. Yeah, huh. I would have thought that was a top. 10 state it's definitely yeah. one of the top 10 biggest states at best anyway <laughs> um, then eight is alaska nine is nebraska i think they put that in because they what? rhymed oh. <laughs> yeah that's yeah, right i'm sure <laughs> and then 10 is illinois oh huh. okay well some uh, real surprises there yeah yeah mm -hmm. i don't know why i threw that in but anyway well because we um, love stuff like that yeah, we do. We do. Yeah. <laughs> but we have someone much more special to listen to than me tonight. Yes, we do. I'm going to admit him so he can be in on the intro. Yes. Well, no, he's not more special than you, Nay. Come on. Okay, fine. Don't we're in a we're in a five-way tie for four-way tie for most. <laughs> yeah. 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 So tonight, so at the beginning of every month we're trying to have a a visitor, a uh, guest. A guest <laughs> visitor. Wow. <laughs> that might be a hint. I don't know. <laughs> and um and he is one of the best people I know. I'll give you a few hints to the listeners. He's one of the best people I know. Okay. And <laughs> <laughs> don't fall asleep while you're introducing him. Okay. And he's um been on the show just barely before. And he is um really, really, really good at skateboarding. And the person we have on is Dan Pechtel. Welcome, Dan. Hey. Hey, hi, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, we can hear oh, you. Good. All right. Yeah. Well, hello. It's hello. good to be back. So Dan is my husband, for those of you who don't know. <clears throat> and I've been excited to have him on because of anybody I know, he is um, 
an expert on skating, skateboarding. Well, so thanks for being here with us tonight, Dan. Yep. And um, what I thought was interesting for us to start with is you've been, how long have you been skating? Um, oh, let's see. I, I should have been prepared. Um, I started like, well, well see. It's, it's, it's debatable. I started like officially skateboarding, like trying to do tricks and stuff in about 90 or about 85. Well, how but before old that, you? I had like I had a little banana board and like I used to I used to ride that like, uh, you know, we'd go down to the church for Boy Scouts. And instead of going into Scouts, they had just poured like a, a big new parking lot, uh -huh. super smooth. And so, you know, I was probably gosh, I was probably like nine or ten. And I would go to the top of the parking lot and I would just carve all the way down. And that's when I, I think that's when I fell in love with like the, just the carving motion of skateboarding. And then when I was like four or five, I had a little skateboard that my mom kept wondering why the tops of my, both my shoes were getting worn out real fast. Mm -hmm. And finally she saw me out on the sidewalk on my hands and knees on the skateboard going down <laughs> the sidewalk and then dragging my feet to like stop. Oh, yeah. So that was that was taking the toe caps off both my shoes really fast. And it was frustrating her until she figured out what I was doing. But um, so, yeah, like I've been interested in skateboards for as long as I can remember, yeah. I think. Mm -hmm. Then in, in what, 85, when Back to the Future came out, we saw Marty McFly on a skateboard that was kind of fatter. And like, I, I just recognized it as a fat skateboard. And I was like, oh, I've got to have one of those fat skateboards. So from that point on, then, then we all started kind of paying attention to like that early movement of, of like skateboarding as like a, a activity where you try to actually do tricks on the board instead of just like riding it around. Yeah. So, and then what kind of tricks did you do at first? Well, um, the Ollie was the big thing back then. That was, you know, that was all anybody when we first started, Rob and I would, you know, go down in the basement and just practice ollies, which is where you tap the tail down, you jump up and the board comes up and you drag your front foot up and you get the board in the air. And at that time, that was the big trick. Um, shortly after that, we started hearing about the kickflip. And of course, we were so novice that we were calling it a flip kick. Oh, <laughs> so we started meeting people that could actually do them in town, and um, and then we taught ourselves to to learn kickflips, and from that point on, it was just a constant progression of what's the next trick, what's what's the next thing we can do with this. Well, and what I find interesting is you didn't have the internet back then, so how did you find out about tricks? Just hearsay. Um, you you know we. There were these two guys in town, Tommy Cook and Clay Wimberly, and they were both pretty good skateboarders. And so we would hear from somebody that knew them or that saw them skating and knew that, <clears throat> that Tommy Cook was, was landing kickflips. And so we were like, we, we got to go see this. So we lived about eight miles outside of Winchester. So we would go into town and look for these guys and try to hook up and, and learn from these dudes on how to do kickflips 
And uh, it would just be in parking lots <clears throat> and stuff. Oh yeah. Yeah. You just yeah. go and go to a parking lot. And and at that time it was fun too because it was a means of getting around, but you would stop at different places, a church here or a school there, you know, an abandoned parking lot. And you would you would session those spots and then you'd move on and you'd travel all, all around our town in uh, Winchester, Virginia, where I grew up. I remember when Back to the Future came out, Dad, too, and we, you know, Marty McFly skateboards so much. And I was talking about how uh, cool it would be to grab onto the bumper of a car and get dragged around. Yeah. And my parents right away, we're like, if you ever try that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I remember trying that. Um, a buddy of mine had a, a 69 Mustang and I grabbed the bumper and told him to go for it. And he shot across the parking lot, got going pretty fast, and I panicked and let go. And then he panicked and slammed on the brakes. Oh, no. <laughs> and I nailed that car. <laughs> I hit the, the emblem in the back so hard. Mm-hmm. Um, but so that's, yeah. Every, I think everybody has that. Like, I'm going to try that because I saw yeah. it on <laughs> Back to the Future. Yeah. <laughs> Going through your teenage years, what did skateboarding? I mean, you continued through until now today. You still skate, but um, back then, how how what was skateboarding to you? Well, it was everything. I mean, from the moment, I mean, to the demise of my parents, skateboarding <laughs> was all encompassing for me and Rob and um, Mike. You know, we it's all we could think about. It's all we wanted to do. Um, my parents obviously got a little worried that it was like taking over our lives and, you know, anything like that, that comes in with such power. It's got to make, you know, parents feel a little bit like, is this an okay thing? It's, you know. But um, if you could go back today as your adult self and talk to your parents about it, what would you tell them? I would have told them just be patient. This is a great thing. This is, uh, this is going to make the difference in that kid's life because it did in a lot of ways, you know, um, it in saved my, ways? well, I mean, gosh, you know, <laughs> I can, I could probably get fairly emotional talking about what skateboarding did for me as a youngster, because I had immense struggles in school and I had, um, a lot of anxiety with uh social things with other kids and stuff i was pretty outgoing but like just the struggle in school um i felt like put me at a huge disadvantage and i would get called names a lot and i would just you know i had um i'll just say the skateboarding came along and it took me through and it gave me something that i felt like i could be good at and i was good at it and I made myself good at it because, well, I didn't, I feel like I didn't have a choice. I just loved it so much that it became everything I wanted to do. And the next trick that I would land or figure out was like, I mean, it was like nothing I can describe. And so three or four years into it, 
I was a better skater than anybody I knew. Yeah. And, um, and I, and that was something I could be proud of. That was like that one thing that's like, I've got that. Yeah. yeah that's cool. That's a good story. <laughs> and I remember all the styles and all the haircuts and everything that came and went and like, you know, we didn't have like skate companies weren't making skate shoes and skate clothes. And like you had an individual style because partly because of the necessity of, of clothing that, that would hold up to skateboarding and shoes that would work for skateboarding, which happened to be like basketball shoes where, where, you know, they had the leather tops that held mm -hmm. up against the grip tape. They had the flat sole that was good for running up and down a court, but also uh, standing on a board. So a lot of the early guys were wearing, you know, the Air Jordans uh, oh, yeah. that you saw now. A lot of the guys were, you know, we were wearing Chuck Taylors, but those would get thrashed pretty quick. And <laughs> I remember, um, you know, we just did all kinds of funky things. You know, sometimes you would glue a bunch of leather on the side of your foot because you're wearing your shoes out too quickly. Uh, <laughs> and sometimes that looked kind of funny. So, you know, I remember Mike had a pair of spray painted orange nikes that just you know it was like back then we were we were cutting styles and not even realizing it. we were just right. you know doing what we were we were kind of living out of necessity yeah but i look back on that and it was like you know i mean you did a you, you did a podcast a while back with casey romney about style yeah and you, you want to talk about style we were we were making our parents worried and we were making the rednecks in Virginia just as angry as could be. <laughs> and we got called all kinds of, you know, names and stuff, but we were just doing what we loved and kind of just pioneering. Not that we were pioneers. I mean, it, it, you know, a lot of the guys from the Dogtown era and stuff like that came before us, but in our way, we were pioneering skateboarding and I've been blessed to watch it go from, really back then when you know you heard of kickflips and then you started you know working and landing kickflips and now the sport has progressed i've seen it go from that till now i've seen every stage in between i've seen the the waves it'll come into style and then it'll go way out of style and it'll come back again and i just feel like i've been able to kind of see the whole evolution of skateboarding and i've never not done it i've always yeah. Done it. yeah that makes me wonder wonder i wonder when skateboarding actually started i mean maybe it was in way the 60s back. i don't yeah, know yeah it was these oh, guys that were surfing okay and they just they wanted to do they wanted to get the feel of a surfboard but not you know when they couldn't oh, yeah. go to the beach so right. they you know they like you saw in back to the future they ripped the top of that scooter off and then they just rode around on that plank yeah which okay. was made of like a board like a two by four sometimes and those metal skates they would take apart and nail at the bottom of the board. That was oh, the yeah. early days of, of riding a skateboard. Right. But man, now it's, you got everything like, you know, you've got ceramic bearings that, I mean, yeah. a board now is uh, <laughs> a far cry from what they were doing in the 60s. But it's always been the same thing. This kind of yeah. counterculture, amazing sport that if you don't do it, you don't get it. But if you get into it, suddenly it's just like wow where has this been all my life right for me it's been right here <laughs> with me i think i'll go on a walk about and find out what it's all about 
some of your favorite boards you've had start with your first big fat one that you got gosh my first big fat one was a 1980 steve caballero pink uh i had that for just a short while and then i i saved up and bought the um the rob roscop santa cruz with the the full face of the guy that's coming through the shield you skaters out there will know what i'm talking about yeah um man but favorite boards man it's i i sometimes wish i could have kept all the boards that i broke i wonder how many you've had in your life i mean how many boards if you could (laughs) guess just like probably 500 of them yeah probably i mean just in the time we've been married i mean you yeah yeah so dan have they made the boards stronger than when you first started right so they can take a little more they um as as I got bigger, I, I, the boards got wider and that made, made, made them stronger. Powell has, I mean, over the years, they've tried to come out with lots of different composites and different things that, that some worked, some didn't. Really, the, the, the seven-ply maple hard press board is kind of the standard. Powell has their flight deck, which has like carbon fiber and stuff now, and it. it's a nice board. Right now, I'm, I'm fortunate. I'm, I'm like having my boards custom made to exact specs by uh our fashion by, guy by, by by our fashion guy <laughs> casey romney yeah one oh, of my best so friends cool. yeah he's so making he makes my dream your boards. <laughs> yeah. he makes your boards yeah yeah oh he, that's cool so i give I him the specs that. now and he i say i want the tail and nose you know half inch longer i want the wheelbase 14.5 instead yes. of 15 or 14 this and that i want the board you know instead of eight or 10 mm-hmm. i wanted a 9.75 and he he cuts them and makes them and then i tell him i want you know the dye on it to be every every color of blue and green and and he makes them uh you will wow. have to post a picture of the one he just made me but yeah, yeah. i had should. no idea he did that <laughs> yeah he, we should yeah. plug cool. his company it's porridge I'm, boards porridge boards yeah yeah i'm, I'm living yeah. i'm living uh really well now in the skate world because of him <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Dan likes these big these big boards now because he's a big boy. <laughs> <laughs> he's so not funny. a little <laughs> well it, it's fun because not a as a kid pepsi. we would buy full size boards and they were huge because we were, you know, four foot nothing and eighty pounds. But now as an as a full grown adult man, I get these big boards now that are <laughs> nearly ten inches wide and they make me feel like I did when I was a kid. So oh, it's, yeah. it's just fun. It, yeah. What do you think so, about the stigma of skateboarding? We all know the stigma. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, I, over the years, I've always kind of, um, I've had mixed feelings about it, obviously, because um, I've always been judged by people that I, that I'm a skater. Uh, a lot of times growing up, we just, you know, as, as skate companies started to make the styles and make skate clothing, we couldn't afford to get that. So most of the time in skateboarding, a lot of people that didn't know me didn't know that I was a skater other than maybe my haircut and my thrashed shoes. Mm-hmm. And so um, 
I don't think I necessarily fit like the stigma of mm, it. Yeah. I was so much more into the sport of it. And so, um, but yeah, no, I'm very aware of the stigma. Um, I think anytime you're doing something that, that is by nature kind of counterculture, it's going to have that stigma. Um, you know, it's really fun because now we go to the skate parks and every type of person is there. You've got little girls, you've got old men, me in particular, you've got <laughs> every age in between. And it's just so fun because now I think we're finally getting to this golden era of skateboarding where every type of person is accepted and is acceptable to do that sport. Mm -hmm. I mean, with the induction into the Olympics, all these things yeah. have brought it to the forefront. Now it's, it's more acceptable, but man, we paid such heavy dues um doing trying to do the thing that we love to do and mm -hmm. um you know i feel i feel a little bit like i shouldered that weight gladly but like nonetheless it was you know i mean getting arrested downtown for riding you know in the in the business district and having to pay a 70 dollar ticket and you know a lot of these things before skate parks were everywhere you couldn't yeah. i mean you had to go skate where you could do it you know and that, and unfortunately a lot of times that was downtown in front of big businesses and stuff like that so as an adult like i totally see both sides as a business owner they don't want kids out there um thrashing the curbs and stuff but i think all that had to happen in order to get us to a point where now cities are budgeting for these skate parks and in every case they are a wonderful positive effect on the community yeah yeah, yeah. gives the yeah. gives a you uh skaters a place to go and skate yeah oh yeah and every time i go to these skate parks all over the place you've got your local rippers that are 12 and 14 and 15 years old and these kids are there every day and, and a lot of those kids they may not have the best life otherwise you know maybe their home life is pretty pretty terrible and you can see it on them but they go to the skate park and they belong they have something that they can do that's constructive that's good for them they bond with others they learn how to do something that's a discipline um i can't even think of something that's that's quite that magical that yeah. a kid can do from every walk of life mm -hmm. so i love it i love it i've loved it then i've loved it all my life i love it now i'm a you, huge proponent of it here's you still love it the other night um he had gone to bed and i was still up getting ready for bed and then all of a sudden dan pops up and runs out of our our bedroom and and then he comes down and he had a skateboard and casey romney had texted him said hey i have your your new porch board out out on, <laughs> on the front and dan spent like a half an hour it was just, christmas morning yeah it was it was <laughs> like a kid on christmas he was yeah. jumping around the bedroom try, trying it out you know it had no <laughs> wheels or anything it was just the board but yeah. it was like he's sliding around flipping it around and and casey had given him a t-shirt with his um, logo on it and dan put the t-shirt on he's riding on the <laughs> skateboard and it was really cute
Yeah. I have a question to ask you. What is the hardest trick you've ever been able to do on a skateboard? Not that I'm going to know what it is, but okay. But people who skate <laughs> people will. will. Yeah. And this one, I had it on VHS, but we had a flood and it ruined all my VHS. Oh, man. <laughs> back in, um, in 90, 94, okay. uh, I did a four stair and it was a, it was a, it was a full cab with a late flip. So, so you, you, you ride backwards, you ollie and you turn 360 and, uh, and, uh, and right about 270 you late flip the board and i had that on film it was it was the trick that i was the most proud of that i'd ever landed that's that's like in terms of street tricks okay a full cab late flip three was i mean nobody was doing those right then. I, were I, you able to do them day, I have, very often I now and i and i only landed it the one time oh huh? got it on film but i don't see people doing those even now too much a lot of the late stuff came in heavy in the early nineties. You don't see it a lot now. I suspect it'll come back at some point. Um, late flips, late shove it's all that stuff was super and, fun. And that was from practicing over and over. And then you finally landed it. Oh yeah. 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 That's so There's cool. a saying in skateboarding, you know, referred to as my war mm -hmm. and it, and it describes somebody who's, they're trying to land a trick and they're falling and bailing sometimes for hours and hours at a time, sometimes many days at a time, because you get so beat up, you have to yeah. get away from it and come back to it. But eventually you stick that trick. Yeah. And uh, I mean, the achievement of something like that is. Yeah. Um, I bet. So, so rewarding. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. I wish we had that video. Dang it. <laughs> But I pictured picture it, it, but I pictured it in my head. Yeah. I did. Yep. <laughs> one, of the, cool. one of the funnest things is to watch any, um, like the Olympics or any, um, skateboarding competition with Dan. Cause he knows all the tricks and when, how, where they came from, how all the people they're named after, he knows it all. Like, it's really fun to listen to that stuff well, with Dan. Yeah. I don't watch the skateboarding, but the snowboarders and it's like all these tricks people can do nowadays. Yeah, it's just like hey, well, the hey. snowboarder tricks are named after a lot of the skateboarding tricks. Okay. Yeah, so they're well, all I the same. That so. trick was a full cab, three sixty. Well, that that comes from Steve Caballero. He's a oh. he's a skater still skating now. Um, okay, but in snowboarding, they're calling them half cabs and full cabs, and even in the BMX world and everything, all the other um, different sports. <clears throat> they're they're referring to that name i think most of the people doing them don't even know where where that really came from steve yeah, yeah 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 half cab they don't know what why they're saying that yeah yeah huh. so it's kind of cool yeah that is cool it's been fun to have you on here dan <laughs> anytime you talk about skating boarding and anytime we talk to anyone who has any sort of passion it's really fun and uh i appreciate you sharing some of our your skateboarding knowledge with us tonight yeah the same group that i skated with back then me eric ellis rob pectel mike pectel all of us just you know we still do it today now ian and ethan coming up the ranks they're 15 years younger than me but they i mean basically they that's all they knew was was yeah, yeah. their brother's yeah. skateboarding yeah and you were the og you were the original you yeah, brought it that's so cool yeah <laughs> 
I know. Yeah. Tell our um, Kim and Nay and our listeners, like when you guys all go skate together, all five of you, and then Eric, what do you guys do at the skate park? Well, so we do something that's kind of corny, and it makes everybody a little uncomfortable that are that are there. <laughs> but sometimes we'll take, we'll like go on a big train, and we'll we'll go around the skate park in a big train, and then um, focus on one feature, and everybody tries to land. Let's say it's a kickflip up the Euro gap. And we, it's just, it's, it's a blast because the pressure's on. If, if the first guy lands it, the next guy's got to land it. And so we work on that until everybody can land it in a row. But like, it does look a little silly to have all these, all these guys that <laughs> look kind of similar with their bald heads. And, yeah. And they're yeah. Really old, you know, Please. but they're all like just enthusiastically trying to land this trick yeah it's so cute i i've seen it and it's pretty it's something to behold <laughs> all right well thanks dan thanks for joining us tonight yeah super fun thanks for yeah, having that me was fun all right we'll i think see you. i think oh. katie and i will go out and buy a skateboard now yeah i think so I'll, after I'll all these years them. i know <laughs> we'll start with our penny boards and move up from there Move up to the porridge boards. Yeah. 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 No, it's, but, uh, it's cool to watch, though. Mm-hmm. I do wish that skateboarders would land more stuff. When I go and I stop <laughs> in the parks, <laughs> and skateboarders wish that and, they would land more stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, Nay, we all wish that. 